0: Hey there, Holics. It is your host, Kinsey. Welcome back for another Missing Monday episode. I hope that everybody enjoyed their holidays. Holly and I took a two-week break to spend some time with our family for the holidays. I hope you guys enjoyed the episodes that we shared from Least of These and Three Spooked Girls. Their missions with their shows are so important, so we hope that you continue to listen to their episodes on their shows. Missing Mondays was a segment that was created because at any given time, 90,000 people are missing in the U.S. While some are found alive or deceased, the majority are still missing today. It is my goal here at Cramaholics to keep missing persons name and information in the media to aid in their return home the best that I can. On this episode of Missing Mondays, I will be covering the disappearance of Jane McDonald Crone. She was a wife and mother of two children who lived in Magnolia, Texas, who would go missing for 28 years until the first very credible sighting was ever seen. Jane McDonald Crone was a 35-year-old wife and mother of two living in Magnolia, Texas at the time of her disappearance. Jane grew up in Texas with her large family made up of six brothers and sisters. Family and close friends of Jane's said that she was a very sociable, loving woman who had a major love for engineering. One thing that often stood out to Jane's peers was her and her husband were quite the opposite. Her husband was reportedly a standoffish man who was not social in the slightest and didn't seem very friendly. Outside of being a mom and wife, Jane took up an interest in bowling and joined a bowling league that was made up of her colleagues. Jane had also taken her love for engineering and turned it into a career. In November of 1993, so the same month and year of her disappearance, Jane was working at a company called Baker Hugh in Houston, Texas. According to a former coworker of Jane's, she was also attending community college thanks to Baker Hughes' education reimbursement program. She had attended the North Harris Community College at the Spring Campus in Spring, Texas. On the morning of November 12th, 1993, Jane and her two kids left their home in her 1982 blue Ford Mustang. After her kids head off to school, Jane heads to work as usual. It was reported that nothing about this morning was off, but Jane would never be seen alive by her family. That is until possibly March of 2021. It was reported that Jane left her place of work that evening as she did every other day but never returned home. I would assume that her husband was worried why Jane never returned, but it wasn't until November 15th, three days later, he finally reports her as a missing person. This is where some of my concern comes in because of the lack of information provided to the media. Jane is a wife and mother of two who just never returned home, which is why I want to assume that this is unlike her. Why wait a whole three days to report her missing? Was it because my assumptions are wrong and maybe this was typical for Jane? For her to just not come home for a day or two so when she didn't return home by day two, her husband then finally started to worry? Or is it that maybe her husband is a little more suspicious than the media is letting on? After Jane is finally reported as a missing person, tips start to come in about Jane's whereabouts between the evening of November 12th and November 15th. My issue here and why I felt it was so necessary to cover this case is because of the conflicting dates that are in the investigation. Each media article I have read states different dates for each event that unfolded in her missing person's investigation. But here is what we do know. Supposedly either on the night of the 12th or the night of November 14th 1993 jane had attended three different nightclubs it was never reported whether she went alone or attended these clubs with other people like maybe co-workers or friends from college or just friends that she had in her daily life the three nightclubs that she had attended on either the 12th the 13th or the 14th was the city limits club willie's nightlife club and twigs club And these were in the same town as her community college, as I had stated before. It was reported by a few different people that she had been seen dancing with an unknown man at one of these clubs, but they never specified which club it was. There was no information provided to the media whether Jane was seen leaving alone with this man or if she was seen leaving by herself, but it was stated to the police that she was seen outside of these clubs leaving sometime around 1 a.m. But again, whether it was 1 a.m. on November 12th, November 13th, or November 14th is unfortunately not specified. While at the clubs, Jane had been seen wearing dark jeans, a long-sleeved blue blouse, and white sneakers. This would be the last credible sighting of Jane for many, many years. Just one day after her husband reports her missing, Jane's 1982 blue Ford Mustang is located only a few miles from her home in Magnolia. On November 16, 1993, her car was found on Decision Street near the intersection of Robert Cemetery Road. Although her car was not found until the 16th, a man from Magnolia who worked on a construction crew had reported to the police that he had seen Jane's Ford Mustang in that exact location on the evening of November thirteenth, sometime around 7 p.m. I am unfortunately not familiar with this area to know if this was a busy part of town and that's why no one found her car to the 16th or if it's more of a secluded area. Something that stuck out to me was that Jane never came home on the 12th, but her husband didn't report her missing to the 15th and her car was only found just miles from her home. So did he not go out searching for her on his own during these two and a half days she was missing? I wish that there was more information known to the public about what took place at Jane's home with her husband and family between the 12th and 15th. It just seems so odd to me. When Jane's car was searched by the police, her belongings such as her purse and any form of identification she may have had was not found in the car. The only thing that was found still inside Jane's car were her textbooks from her community college classes. Although there was absolutely no sign of violence in her car or any type of anything that would suspect that there was foul play, the police had suspected that Jane was a victim of kidnapping. However, with the lack of information given to the police about Jane's whereabouts and lack of credible sightings, except for the nightclubs, Jane's missing persons case goes cold and her family loses hope of ever seeing her alive again. That was until March 2021. A man named Anthony Gonzalez living in Nuevo León, Mexico, had made a shocking discovery. Anthony was a man who often volunteered helping the homeless population in Mexico by gathering supplies and handing them out. In early 2021, Anthony had been handing out supplies to the homeless community in the area over a span of several days. Over the course of three days, Anthony had noticed a homeless person who had been laying under the same blanket and hadn't really moved much. He had feared that whoever this person was likely had COVID because this was during a very big COVID time and was too sick to move and maybe even was having trouble breathing. And Anthony was assuming that maybe whoever this homeless person was likely needed medical attention. Anthony, being the kind and caring person he was, went over to the blanket to check on the person, and to his total shock, the homeless person was an American woman who only spoke English. Because Anthony only spoke Spanish, he recruited the help of his friends who spoke broken English to try and figure out what this woman was trying to tell him. The woman tells them a story of how she was kidnapped 28 years ago from America and her name was Jane McDonald Crow. With him and his friends being in complete disbelief, they quickly contacted the authorities. But by the time the authorities arrive, this homeless woman had been able to pack up all of her belongings and she just disappears. Anthony and his friends had spent majority of that day trying to relocate this woman who was supposedly Jane McDonald Crone, but they were having trouble tracking her down. Anthony and his friends get the idea to hang up flyers all around Nuevo Leon, stating that they were looking for the woman who, again, claimed to be Jane. When searching for someone who is homeless and typically lives on the streets and bounces around, It can be pretty difficult trying to track them down, but it did not take very long after hanging up these flyers for this woman who claims to be Jane to be found, and the local authorities take her into custody. They stated in order for Jane to be relocated and reunited with her family in the States, a DNA test would need to confirm that she was in fact Jane McDonald Crone. This is not the first time I've covered a case on Missing Mondays where a missing person from the States had been supposedly found in another country and a DNA test had to be done in order to confirm them in order for them to legally go back to the United States. And that is in the missing persons case of Nicholas Barclay, where the young boy, also from Texas, went missing and had ended up over in France. And a man there claimed that he was Nicholas. He had to get a DNA test and it turns out that that man was in fact not Nicholas at all but was still released to go back to the United States for whatever reason even though that DNA test was never confirmed. Now here's where things get bizarre and almost eerily creepy. I looked at many photographs of this woman that was released to the media. And these photographs were of a woman who was standing in a PlayStation in Mexico. She was very clearly homeless. There was also several photos of this woman out on the streets, and she has a lot of belongings. She looks like she hasn't showered in a very long time, but her teeth seemed to be very well taken care of, almost like they were pearl white. And when I compared these photos that were released of this woman who claimed to be Jane and looked at the photos that the FBI had released when she first went missing, the similarities between this woman and Jane are just eerily creepy because they look so similar. When I first started reading about how Jane was likely found in Mexico, I looked at the photos and thought, okay, wow, yeah, like this is actually not a missing person's case anymore. She has been located in Mexico. So I, of course, started thinking I'm not going to be able to use this episode for a missing Mondays, but I continued reading on and started digging further into it, and I'm glad that I did. And this is where it gets even more bizarre. The media goes completely silent after the DNA test was done by the FBI. There was never any information released after the initial finding of the woman, and the FBI still currently has Jane listed as a missing person. It has now been almost two years since that DNA test was done, and the FBI has never come forward with the results of the test. You would think that if a woman from America who went missing in 1993 is supposedly found down in Mexico as a homeless person and is telling people that she was kidnapped, that there would be more of like a media craze because that's a very scary situation. But after that test was done, you just hear nothing. There's no more articles. There's no follow-up. There's no more information whether Jane was for sure to be found by the authorities or if that woman was not Jane. There's just... No credible information stemming from the authorities. Because I couldn't find any information in the media from the authorities, I did a dig through Facebook trying to locate Jane's family to see if they had any information whether the DNA test was a match or not. After a large amount of digging, I did finally find a Facebook belonging to one of Jane's family members by the name of Carolyn McDonald. In a post about Jane and the DNA test, Carolyn had stated that the DNA match was negative and the woman was not, in fact, Jane. If this woman is not Jane, then who is she? And is she also someone's missing loved one? There's so many unanswered questions in this entire missing person's case, and it just bothered me how little of information was out there in the media. If this woman truly is not Jane, then has anybody even bothered to look into who she is exactly? I do know that obviously she is an adult and she has the right to be wherever she wants, with whoever she wants. But she clearly does not belong in Mexico because she speaks only English and she is a homeless woman. So how did she exactly get there? And if she is not Jane but was still kidnapped from the States and brought to Mexico, for whatever reason she may have been brought there, has an investigation even been done into this woman? Or is it just that because she's a homeless woman and an adult that they're not even going to look into it? The pictures of this woman and Jane, again, are so eerily similar that this is one of those cases that is going to stick with me for a very long time until it is solved. Jane McDonald Crone went missing from Magnolia, Texas on November 12, 1993. Jane is a Caucasian male with green eyes and brown hair and stands at 5 feet 11 inches tall and weighed approximately 140 pounds at the time of her disappearance. She was last seen at several nightclubs with an unknown male. She was wearing dark jeans, a blue long sleeve blouse, and white sneakers. Jane's 1982 blue Ford Mustang was found miles from her home in Magnolia on Decision Street. If you or someone you know has any information regarding the disappearance of Jane McDonald Crone, you are encouraged to call your local FBI office. Crimeaholics, if you haven't already, I highly encourage you to join a Crimeholics podcast discussion group on Facebook where we will have pictures of Jane or you can follow us on Instagram at Cremaholics.podcast or you are more than welcome to follow me personally at this ThisIsKenzie, K-E-N-Z-I underscore on Instagram. Grimholics, as always, be aware and take care.